Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life, and I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. I want to call out to people who have been handling coronavirus and tornadoes. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself. That's important. And also be kind and compassionate. To me, that's very important, too. Speaking of kindness and compassion, oftentimes with the most trials that we have in terms of try yeah hello good morning in terms of <laughs> taking care of ourselves is the challenge that we can have sometimes with family members and sometimes the struggles and sometimes the misperceptions or the lack of communication and yet family is a very strong basis for for so many of us and there's a way to make sure that you can do what you need for yourself as well as for your family and really have the strength of connection throughout your lifetime. And we have someone very special today who's really going to tell us about that and share four gifts. And I'm talking about Cheryl Bassett, who is an international best-selling author and speaker who shares the journey, her own journey, and a true path of how to connect with your family life. Her message is grounded in four gifts that give families everything that they need to listen, to respect, support, and also to celebrate one another. Cheryl is also an award-winning creator of Unstoppable Family Meeting Toolkit, as well as a host of the show Kitchen Table Conversations, and her message doesn't stop at the kitchen table. Her four gifts are powerful in the boardroom and at tables anywhere and everywhere. She's on a mission to ignite new conversations, strengthen families, and also to create a beautiful and positive ripple in the world. I love that. Welcome, Cheryl Bassett. How are you? Oh, good. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited, too. So let's, four gifts, that sounds so special. But I wanted to go back a little bit, like, where did this come from? Well, um, it comes from our family meeting that we had when my boys were young. And our family meetings started 
because, um, and it's a funny story now, uh, but it started because I had a meltdown over my son asking for a tube of chapstick. <laughs> so this tiny little tube of chapstick was a defining moment in our lives. Um, but it was one of those things, and I think a lot of families can relate to this, but, you know, I had spent the entire morning while they were at school trying to figure out how I was going to, you know, make the money last as long as the month still had to go and I had just kind of gotten it all squared around and was feeling good about how we could get there again when things were tight financially and then the boys came home from school and David's like you know I need I need a pair of socks and Brian's like yeah and I need this t-shirt I'm supposed to wear for sports and David's like oh and I need new cleats and I'm sitting there like my head's spinning like I just figured this out and all these expenses came up and then Brian goes oh yeah and by the way can you take me to the store because I need a tube of chapstick and it was the tube of chapstick that pushed me over. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, and it's funny to this day. I mean, you know, it left them speechless. The good news is that wasn't my norm. But even to this day, if I start to get upset about anything, they'll go, oh, gosh, like this isn't going to be a chapstick moment, is it? So they they still harass me about it. But but that night we sat down and we had what I would call our first official family meeting. And that's really where it started. And I thought, you know, uh, Joanne, that I was just going to impart all my wisdom onto my children. I was going to straighten them out and, you know, uh, and, and make it, you know, them understand. But the truth was, is that what, what happened was without us even knowing it, it, we went on this beautiful journey together and we created an agenda and they contributed to it. And what I realized is that, you know, after a really short period of time was, you know, um, they had a lot to share, and I also had a lot to learn. Um, and it became this beautiful relationship of how we moved forward together, and we became a team. So that's that's how it started. Um, and then the four gifts kind of evolved into our agenda over time, and that's what I share. You know, I think it's so interesting. Firstly, that one moment like that can actually bring the people, the families, and the members closer together. Cheryl, that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And also the ability that you and your family had to sit down and have a meeting. Do you recommend that for every family? Oh, I do. Gosh, like, like I so do because I think, you know, because the other thing that came out of this, and it's easy to look back and see those defining moments, and sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you don't realize it. But what I also realized is that I, you know, I also thought it was just going to be we were going to get organized, and it was just going to be about that hour that we spent connecting as a family once a week, which is what we did Sunday nights at 7 o'clock. That was our time. And it doesn't matter when the family chooses. It's just carving out a time that's sacred, and everybody's on the same, you know, wavelength in terms of the importance around it. But I thought it was going to be about that hour. Um, and the truth is, is that it had everything to do with when we left the table and how we showed up in the world for every other hour that was out there. So um, it was really kind of put us on a, a family uh, mission or why statement in terms of how it is we showed up in life. And so I, I would encourage every family, if they understood the value that comes from that, and even the connection that I still have with my boys today, and they're now, you know, 28 and 30 years old, but those, what we did when they were six and, you know, um, eight, we still weave in our lives. You know, I think I think it's important. However, what do you do when families try to do this? And I'm I'm telling you this because of a situation that happened with with some people that I know. The family mm-hmm. decided to have a meet, but there's so much anger and so much discourse among the family that it turned into like a like a like a shouting match and an anger rather than 
sitting and communicating and really sharing feelings and how do you, and so how do you get to a point where it doesn't accelerate that way into something that actually kind of rips people more apart well one of the i guess a couple things come to mind first of all in a, in a, I would say if your family's in the middle of a 911 crisis, this is probably not your start point, right? That's like your house is on fire and you say, oh, let's go to the kitchen table now and meet about how we're going to get out of the house. <laughs> That's a tough time to put a plan in place. So I would say if you're right in the middle of a crisis, you might need to have a different start point. But this really is a proactive way. What I will say, though, for a family, even if there's some dynamics where the family members are you know, challenged with that connection, um, the first thing that I really encourage them to do is to sit down and agree on these four gifts because those four gifts create that foundation. So if everyone's in agreement around those, it gives them the pathway and, the, and um, you know, where everyone in the process can feel like they're, they're being heard and that they're respected and that they're, you know, being supported and also celebrated. And so that's what those four gifts are intended to do. So they do create that foundation uh, for the family to have a, a different start point than they might have if they just sit down and just start talking about topics that are difficult maybe for them to even discuss. Great. So the four gifts you're talking about are they listen, res- is this correct? Listen, respect, support, and celebrate. Is that it? Um, well, so actually close. So the, the first gift is the gift of listening. And then we unwrap mm-hmm. that. You know, I work with families on how they can unwrap that, and they disconnect to connect, and that's really about putting the technology away. But it's also just having that really, that, you know, that contact where you're really present, you know, just really being present in that moment. The, sec- the second gift, and we can maybe dive into one of these, you know, depending on what you want to do, but the, gift, the second gift is the gift of respect, and we unwrap that by something we call don't quack the duck. <laughs> And the duck is the idea. So if somebody has an idea, you can compliment it, build on it, ask questions, um, but you cannot immediately shoot down somebody's duck. And there's a whole thing that we use in that about children feeling like their voices matter in the process. Adults too, though. Um, And then the third gift is the gift of awareness. And we unwrap that by something that we call choosing to live above the mark, um, which that's that one. There's a lot of depth and beauty in it. And then the last one, which is really beautiful, is the gift of love. And we unwrap that by choosing to celebrate ourselves and others. Um, so we not only have each of the gifts, but we, we walk through ways that the family can unwrap those so that everybody really has a deeper um, understanding of why those gifts matter. You know, I think it like you you're talking earlier that that these gifts are are important and and also that they're not just for families they could go beyond it and i think it's so important that in in a meeting or a boardroom or whatever do you not you, people have people can share ideas but not if they're being shut down or or silenced or feel that they're not comfortable speaking. So I think it's so important to be able to listen like you're doing, like you're suggesting, and really hear people and let their ideas be put out there because you never know when that idea isn't going to be something that's so fantastic for a business or an organization or or even, you know, or a family that helps people do so much or gather together or whatever. So I think I think that's so essential. So which gift, I know that they're not, I think that they're all important. Which gift do you feel is the most important one to be for a family to start with? 
well, I, again, I, um, the gift of awareness is, I think, if, going back to your question, right, the gift of awareness is probably the one that digs in the deepest. And, you know, it's about when we choose to live above the mark, um, and that's how we unwrap it. So when you're above the mark, you have, you know, you take charge of your life, you own it, you believe in your own power to change. And when you're below the mark, you're literally blaming, you know, justifying your actions, and you're in somewhat of a denial state in terms of, you know, being um, accountable, accountable to it. So, and I have a beautiful story that really illustrates this because when I first brought this concept to our family meeting, because some of these came in and it was, it was about, it was a third one. That's why they're in the order they're in because it was the third gift that we shared, which was the gift of awareness. But, but I remember sharing this with David. So at this point, you know, I, we, when we started, they were six and eight, but by this time, David's 13. And when, uh, and I said to David and Brian both, I'm sitting around saying, do you understand that when you know, you're below the mark, you're literally giving your power away to someone or something. And only when you step up above it and say, this is my life, I'm responsible for it, you know, can you actually make a change that's meaningful or allows you to move forward? And of course, David being 13, I'm thinking, is he really going to get this? But what his response was just blew me away. And it, it took the, the heart of this and made it even more meaningful for me. But he says, oh, mom, I totally get it. So what you're saying is like last night when we lost our baseball game, we all just sat around and blamed the umpire. But we never looked at ourselves as a team. So we won't play any better tomorrow night than we did last night. Mm. Yeah. So I was kind of like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, seeing your family, that's a great I, a concept too, to see the family as a team working and cooperating together rather than blaming or chastising mm-hmm. or, or comparing, I think that's so important. And that does bring a sense of trust and, and a sense of closeness to, to the family members. I think, that's, I think his response was great. <laughs> his response was beautiful. And, and it, it plays out, and still does to this day, it plays out in so many ways. Uh, because when my son Brian came home um, uh, from school one day, like after we had implemented this into our family meetings, and I said, how was your test? And he goes, oh, gosh, it was the dumbest test I've ever, and he stopped himself mid-sentence. He, I didn't say a word. He stopped himself, and he said, however, given that I know that's how she likes the test, I guess I should prepare for it differently next time, because <laughs> there's no, <laughs> I mean, I was just like, wow, like, because there, there's no power in just blaming right what are you going to do to be a part of the solution and um you know to this day i mean in fact not that long ago i was giving all my reasons why i hadn't gotten into my workout routine as, as well as i wanted to and, you know different things like that and david goes gee mom sounds a little below the mark you know and but but that's where real accountability i mean i always say like if parents want their kids to be seen and not heard you know they're probably not going to like anything that i do because what we did was we really became that team of how we supported one another so you know the agenda we set goals and we had we even had something called smart goals and then we did you know we had we actually had a rule called the silly rule um which wasn't probably on what the stuff that you know you and I talked about or I sent you, but the silly rule was is I commit to something for 30 days, I get it 100%. But at the end of 30 days, I also give myself permission to say, This is the silliest thing I've ever done, and I can quit. So we started a lot of new habits or put things into our life, but we asked for what level of support we were looking for um, in terms of how you know we walked through that. But all of that starts with us stepping up into that awareness about where do we want to see changes in our life and how do I get to be a part of that solution. 
what happens if you have a family and there's one member in the family, Cheryl, that really is against having the meetings and, and just really doesn't want to participate as a family member and, and just kind of nixes the whole thing. How do you bring that person into the the family, I guess, really, and, and, and shift their thoughts about it and, and allow them to really be a full caring participant? Yeah, well, I, just recently I was sitting at a table with uh, a family, um, mom, dad, daughter, son, and, and neither one of the kids wanted to be there. She was 11, and he was a little bit older. Um, her arms were crossed and looking down. She was, like, clearly unhappy about being there. <laughs> um, so when I asked her, I said, you look really uncomfortable, right? And I don't normally, like, I'm, I'm not a therapist. I don't go into homes and try to straighten out those kinds of things. I'm really there. You know, if I do, I, it's just I'm introducing this concept. And But this was a family when I walked in, had all their dynamics up on the, the refrigerator of their chores and, you know, the, the stars and checklists and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, wow, they're, like, really together. And then when we sat down at the table, I thought, wow, they're really not together, <laughs> because the energy was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, really rough. And I said to her, you, sound, you seem so uncomfortable. And she goes, well, I just don't like talking to my parents. And she's 11, mm. you know. So I, I said, I said, well, I said, okay, but at least you were willing to express that. How about we just do this and let it kind of unfold? And maybe you, know, you don't have to participate, but maybe as the, the parents jump in and just kind of start to share some things because there is an agenda that goes with this. Um, by the end of the meeting, so although I will tell you in this particular scenario, towards the end of the meeting, she offered a thought, and her dad goes, well, that will never work. And I mm. like, I wanted to pick up the duck and hit him over the head with it, because <laughs> you know, we have the little <laughs> duck on the table. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like how long do you think it's going to be before she opens up again? So I, I can only tell you that a lot of the times it's a it's, – it's, the parents that need to be on the same page. And when you don't have that, I really do encourage the parents, like the one that does feel it's important, um, you just do it, you know. And if the other parent doesn't want to be engaged into it, because I think as as parents, if it's our children, right, I mean, Brian used to roll, like I'd go, it's family meeting time, and and, uh, he would be like, um, you know, well, I don't want to do a family meeting, and he would roll his eyes, and I would be like, that's fine. Roll your eyes. But when you're done, get your butt to the table because, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to have our family meeting. And I think it's just parents really owning it. But again, I think if they understood the value that was going to come from it, the long-term impact that was going to happen, then that, you know, they would do it. And they would just like, it really wouldn't matter where the kids were because they just recognized the importance of it. Great. You know, the basis for a lot of this is, is, and you talk about this, Cheryl, is the foundation of trust that you're building with your family, with your business partners, meetings, whatever. How Mm -hmm. does that trust develop? And and how do we, excuse me, how do we make sure that that's part of the foundation? Well, um, if I'm understanding your question, I, I do think that going through these four gifts and getting everybody to agree on them starts that process, right? Um, I, I mean, I do put, like, when I go into companies and speak, put out ducks on the table, and people don't realize how how quickly they are to shoot down somebody's idea until they start getting quacked, right, in the middle of the meeting. And um, 
and and you brought up a beautiful point earlier about you know the fact that um, sometimes the best ideas come from the ones that seem kind of crazy right out of the gate. But but even more importantly than that, just everyone feeling like their ideas are heard and valued, whether you do them or not, is so important. And I think in in terms of that trust factor, a lot of it starts in that particular gift. Um, I mean, I remember one time David's big idea was that, um, you know, he wanted to have a helicopter landing pad on our roof. (laughs) And and Brian (laughs) immediately went, oh, my God, we're not going to have a helicopter landing pad on our roof, right? (laughs) So, but, so David quacked Brian because he shot down his idea immediately. But what actually happened after that was we had this really amazing conversation about, well, why would you want to have a helicopter landing pad on our roof? Instead of just saying, well, that's ridiculous, move on. You know, we, we talked about famous people that could come and visit us and land on our roof and places we could go in a day and come back and be home by night. You know what I mean? Like it just like we had this really unfolding of just like, you know, dream building, if you will, uh, to some extent. And so I just I think a lot of trust gets built in that second gift um, where people just feel like it's safe to be who they are. You know, safety, that's so important in in a family and, again, being in a, in a company, whatever, feeling valued, which you talk about, and also feeling safe to be able to, to speak up or to say when something's wrong or whatever. And I love how <laughs> that conversation really went into creative design, you know, creative reasons mm-hmm. why we need that on our roof and expanded. So again, people, I think that's that's a beautiful process to not stop to not stop somebody, to not silence them and even even if you think that's the most ridiculous idea <laughs> that you ever heard because when yeah. you mentioned that, I started to laugh and thought uh, thought to myself, "Oh, how absurd." But then listening to to what could happen and how people get excited and inspired and you know, who knows that it's that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, the, the thing is, is our you know we put the box on our kids and then we put the lid on them most times, right? They don't even know there is a box until we tell them there is. And I think allowing that development of just like you know, and it doesn't mean they live in La La Land or whatever, because obviously everybody has responsibilities and stuff. But I just think um, allowing that creativity to flow. Um, is just so valuable um, to the family dynamics. And also, you know, some of the things that we talked about doing, you know, we don't, we don't have a helicopter landing pad on our roof, by the way. But, when, you know, some of the things that came out of that, we've actually gone and done as a family because we're like, well, we don't have to have, we don't have, to have a helicopter landing pad to do that, right? So I just, it really, it's just inspiring. And, um, and again, I think, um, it doesn't put the lid on a child who at that age really just needs to see, you know, the world of possibilities. Um, you know, reality is there. It always hits, you know, but that unfolding is really special. And if you can enjoy it as a family, you get to laugh a lot and enjoy that process. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's great. And also, if you're, if you're, if people are feeling comfortable enough to share their quirky ideas or whatever, you're stimulating their creativity, their originality, and helping them have the confidence and ease to move further within that. And who knows? I mean, it could go to a million places, which is a beautiful thing. Okay, so you have created this Unstoppable Family Meeting Toolkit 
which is mm-hmm. uh, award-winning. Can you talk to about that more with our listeners? What is that? Is that that containing the four gifts and more? So let's let's look at it. Yeah. So there is a well. There's a downloaded version right now that's out on the website, um, and then uh, we're in the process of re-upping and, and finishing all the elements of a physical kit, which we've had before. Because when I um, did get the award for the next best brilliant idea for humanity, and of course I laugh about the brilliant part because my brilliant idea was is that families should connect around the kitchen table, right? <laughs> which is something we should be doing anyway. But but the um, the physical kit is in the works and we will have that as, as well. Anybody who gets the downloaded version now, they, they can also, you know, upgrade to the, to the physical for minimal. Um, so once we have those available, but at, literally you could download it, you know, and tap into these four gifts and have a family meeting tonight. Uh, and it has a workbook that, that goes with it. There's a tracking journal that also accompanies it. The four gifts are there, obviously. There's And there's a dream board, and then there's the agenda. And the agenda really goes through, like, what we're thankful for, random acts of kindness. Um, this, and a lot of the stuff that was on our agenda came from my kids. And we do talk about money and setting goals around it. And, you know, what are the upcoming expenses so that we were all on the same page? And then we did have our smart goals and our silly goal and, and uh, whatever that allowed us to. So there's like this beautiful agenda so that everyone's on the same page. And it's funny because on the like the random act of kindness piece, you would so oh, well, I did, I had a family say, well, we didn't have a random act of kindness last week. And I'm like, that doesn't matter because what happens is, is that because you're in the awareness of it, you start to see them more. So even if you have a week where you don't, next week you might have three because you start to see them or you see opportunities to have them, um, you know, when – uh, when you're out, just not at the kitchen table again. It's about how everybody showed up in life. So it weaves into every aspect of our lives. So is that toolkit simple for a family to follow, or does it get real complicated? How do people it's manipulate? So simple. That? It's so simple, and that's what I love about it. the four gifts are really simple, and that simplicity, um, I think, is what actually allows you know, I think uh, literally could read it in 10 minutes, sit down and start to share it and walk through it with your family um, in terms of what that could look like. So, and the agenda is very simplistic. You know, I do take it into companies as well. And it could like the adults turn into kids again, it's kind of fun, right? <laughs> but because in the physical kit too, it's a dry erase placemat um, with markers and, and, and all of that that's in the physical kit. So when you're at when you're at board meetings or go into business, you you said you put you actually have ducks on the table. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we have we have ducks out. The little I mean, you know, it's funny, and they don't really quack; they more squeak, right? Because I, I wanted to use the childhood ones because we all had the like you know the rubber yellow duck or whatever. Um, so those go out on the table. We also have something called a seed bean seed that sits on the table and it says above the mark on it. So when there's a tough topic, whoever's holding that seed, you know, it's their turn to talk, but it's also a reminder that they have to be above the mark. They can't just be pointing fingers and blaming others. They're literally holding it as their opportunity to talk and be responsible to the moment and how they're going to be a part of the solution. I think it's great. So what kind of feedback are you getting from families who are utilizing the family meeting toolkit, who are having family meetings, and who are unwrapping those beautiful four gifts? Yeah, well, one thing that just happened recently, which I just loved, was there was a – I had done a speaking engagement, and uh, 
the mom had gotten a kit and took it home. And it kind of gets back to one of the questions you were asking. The dad um, was not on board. And she, like their first meeting was a disaster because he was not <laughs> being a, a good participant. It wasn't the kids, right? He just, like, I think this okay. is not, you know, this is not going to work for us. And da-da. So he, he called me the other day and I didn't even know this guy. He called me out of the blue and he said, hey, I just want you to know, he said, my wife, loved what you got you did he said and all she asked me to do is to read your guidebook which really isn't that long you know and he said and I read it from from front to back and he said and when I got done I totally got it he said I just wanted you to know that last night we had our second official family meeting and it was the most beautiful experience oh that's yeah. great and, that, and you know it's and that makes my heart it, sing right because yeah uh, yeah wonderful when you get that kind of feedback and you know that what you've poured your heart into and also what has kind of come from your own family dynamic and trying to find a way to bring your family closer together and pay attention to one another that it's beautiful when you when people are using it and they're getting such wonderful results and the results are feeling good about themselves about each other and communicating mm-hmm. and trusting and I mean, how beautiful is that? It's just such a wonderful mission that you're on, and I I totally applaud it. So, thank you. The nine eleven you mentioned that before about a nine eleven um, and how a family can be prepared. What's involved in that? Because we, you know, we there are incidents right now. We have a lot of fear going around with the coronavirus. You and I talked about that earlier, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. What, when a moment like that happens, a 9-11 moment, what does a family need to do? What does anybody, what do people need to do in a, in a group or whatever to have that level of preparation? Well, so I don't know if this will be like the answer that some people, you know, because it because when you're in the middle of a 9 it's really hard then to implement things. And one of the things that I realized, again, it was more of a retrospective looking back. Someone asked me one time, like, how did you guys feel? And, and part of our journey was, too, that we lost our home in this process. This has, you know, been quite a few years back. So my boys were still, you know, in um, elementary school and so forth. We're actually moving into middle school. And so we had to, you know, we lost our home in um, foreclosure. We are part of that whole banking thing that went, you know, haywire. And um, some people said, oh, that must have been so devastating for for you as a family or whatever. And I thought back and I thought, you know what, it really wasn't because we already had the foundation in place of how we connected. And I remember the day I had to share with my boys, like, you know, we're going to need to move and, you know, we're going to lose our home. And their response to me was, "Um, okay, so what do you need me to do? Mm. Because, Because so I think that. What the beauty and what I I think has gotten created here, and again, I didn't set out to do any of this. This is a journey that that we got to go on, and it just like you know. And then you look back and you go, wow, like that was another defining moment when I realized we were just a team and they were just a part of it. But we also trusted each other that if no matter what happened, no matter what storm hit us, there was never a, a doubt that we wouldn't come through it you know, still together and maybe even stronger than before because we had that foundation in place. And so what I would encourage families that are looking at what I'm sharing is, is that this is the 411 information of how you create that foundation so that the next time you have a 911, you're already in the communication um, with with each other in a way that you just know that, that you're there to support and um, value everybody in that process and that you are truly a team. 
you know that's that's so essential that that they're people are working together and and what your boy said when when you had to move was like how could we help i mean it's like turning around because i i've seen families where mom what what do you mean we have to move what did you do what you know and there's blame and there's anger and and all that helps to do is build more anger and frustration and alienation but from what you you guys created the beauty of it is there's there's that sense of real trust and coming together as as a unit as a as a strong solid family that can okay so we have this challenge well we're going to maneuver it together we all going to chip in we're all going to help and to me that is so wonderful kudos thank you you know i was looking <laughs> at 911 as 911 at that mm-hmm. incident that happened, because that to me was like, how do you prepare for that too? And that, and that, that's where we are. So we're running out of time. Tell people how they can get a hold of all of these beautiful four gifts. Also, where they can find right now the Unstoppable Family Meeting Toolkit, and how they can move into when when that new one is is coming about and how they can get a hold of you and in touch with you, Cheryl Bassett, and learn more about how to connect to themselves and to their families for life. Uh, Yes, and I even hope it's generational, but uh, uh, because I know my kids will have the family meetings with their family, right? So that's the goal. Um, But the um, unstoppableconnections.com is my website. Uh, Right on the front page, you can go to um, get the, the four gifts, um, of how to connect your family for life, and that was the award-winning mini ebook that was part of the next best brain idea for humanity. So you can get that, um, and that's just a download, simple download. And you, um, and then on that same website, obviously there's a meet, the meeting toolkit is under the resources. Um, if they're if they're interested in getting the the full kit with the downloaded uh, version of it at this point, and then of course I will just keep in contact with them when we get ready to launch the, the new revised, you know, physical kit. Um, the other thing is any idea when they, that will be? Uh, we're probably six to seven weeks away. I'm guessing. It, it always they say four to five. I'm saying six to seven because because it always takes longer than you think it's going to. But uh, but we're finishing up some of the details and and um, you know whatever. And a lot of it's stuff we already had, but we just you know the the outside of the kit and things like that, and some of the elements in it in terms of what we're doing. So. Um, but that will be that will become available, and anybody who's got the downloaded version will get it, you know, for a whole lot less, obviously, at that point. Um, and then, um, and then also, if they go to, to, and I don't want to confuse things, but just FYI, because you know, we have a show, kitchen table conversations, and we're creating so much content on that show as well. So when they're on there, they'll see a little bit about that as well. So that's wonderful, and I'm excited because I'm going to be on that. Show with you. you are as you're, I know. Yes, very soon. That's wonderful. Cheryl, yeah. you are a gift, and I love Thank what you. you're doing, and I love the idea of bringing people together and being able to create a foundation of trust and really have people communicate and enjoy being together and respecting one another. Before you go and before we go, um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listening audience? Well, um, just that when I did the next best brilliant idea for humanity, I did it on this concept of that today while technology will connect us across continents, 
tonight can you connect with your family? And the thing that I really, I guess, you know, gets me excited too is because obviously even like with the show, it's definitely to ignite those conversations and strengthen our families. But at the same time, it is about creating because we're back to where we started this creating this positive ripple in the world. The truth is, is that ripples, you know, they don't flow in, they flow out. If we really want to see that change out in our world, then it starts with us in our own homes, with our own families first and foremost, you know? Um, So that being a part of that of movement of, stepping up and saying, this is, you know, our family, we're coming together, we're going to be a team, and it's going to have everything to do with how we show up in the world um, and create that positive ripple. You know, that's so important, and it's really true. I mean, if if someone is mistreated or bullied in a family or feels a lot of anger, they go out into the world with those feelings, with maybe venom or whatever, and have incidents or or communications or contact that are reflecting what they're getting or what they did not get from from their family and so what you're doing is totally shifting it into creating more compassion I'll say at home because that's the family that's where it begins and moving that outward into the world so I love the idea I love what you're doing and thank you so much for sharing all of this because we need it. We definitely we need it. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy out there, and um, <laughs> and so I think it inspires me more that like it, you know to, to, to share this message out there um, and and get this get our families really strengthened. And the other thing I would just say is that children, you know, I always say this: children are not. It's not my quote; somebody else's. But children are not meant to be molded, but unfolded. And what I think this does is allows you to unfold your children in a way that speaks so loudly to them that they get to become the best versions of who they're meant to be um, as part of that team. You know, that's so wonderful to be able to be to be in a family where where you're allowed to to evolve, to become, to feel comfortable enough to figure out who you are and and be glad. <laughs> exactly. So. Wonderful. Well, thank you so thank much you. for all the gifts that you're bringing the world and families and for all that you do, Cheryl. I appreciate you. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, bye-bye. So think about the beautiful gifts that Cheryl has talked about and how you can connect with your family that way and make sure that you you check out her website and check out the gifts and, and take a look at the Family Meeting Toolkit because you'll be surprised and amazed how you can turn your family around and feel good in the process and be able to do so much more as a family and who knows? It's wonderful. So if you want to get a hold of me, I'll give you the short version. You can go to doc, D-O-C, white.org, find out more about upcoming shows and guests and blogs, and also understand and know that you have within you incredible power and abilities, and, and oftentimes they go so untapped. But take a moment today to figure out how you can do something, it doesn't have to be something large, something small, to empower yourself to feel good about yourself. And also, while we're at it, think about a gesture 
or a comment or something that you can do for a member of your family or your family to help them feel good about themselves because we're all worth it. Thank you for joining us and have a great day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.